0: Welcome to the Shields Outdoors podcast, your source for information on hunting, fishing, and all of your outdoor passions.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Shields Outdoors podcast. My name is Mike Anderson, here with my co-host, Ashley Sorensen. Ashley, how are you doing today?
2: Doing great, Mike. How are you?
1: Oh, I'm doing great. I'm going to be doing even better when I hear about some uh, some optics here. And we have uh, Tucker Schmidt with us from Vortex Optics. How are you doing today, Tucker?
0: Pretty good, Mike. Thank you guys uh, for having me on.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You'd only be better if you were in, a, you know, glassing, glassing up a big mule deer or an elk, right?
0: It's right around the corner, I think, right?
1: It is. So, yeah, as we're recording this... Um, T- exactly two days from now, I'm going to be out in the North Dakota Badlands. I'm going to be trying to glass up a big old mule deer. It's opening day there, and uh, I'll be using some Vortex stuff out there. So I'm excited. Appreciate I, that. Yeah, I run. <laughs> I run nearly all Vortex stuff to be honest with you. Yep, yeah, binoculars, uh, spotting scope. I uh, I used to run a Vortex rangefinder, but I. Accidentally left it in the middle of the Badlands somewhere the the second to last time I was out there, and I realized I left it out there when uh, I was going to try and range an animal, and I and I didn't have it in my pocket. So <laughs> that, that was you've got a good
2: story about that so, one too. Yeah,
1: that was super frustrating. It was actually yeah, it was two years ago, and it was it was hunting out there in December. It was, I think there was only like two weeks left of the season. I was out there with uh, with my cousin, who's one of my main hunting buddies. And we, I was at a point where it was like, I just want to fill a tag, you know. Right. So it's like, I'm going to basically shoot whatever. And it was the last day of the hunt. And we glassed up this group of mule deer does that was bedded on this side hill. Kind of just, you know, it was a nice warm spot out of the wind. And it was like, okay, yep. I've, I've hit a point where I'm ready to just fill my tag on a doe and we got to like 60 or so yards. And I went to try and range one of the animals and I didn't have it in my pocket. So I looked back to my cousin, I was like, Hey, can you range that front one for me? And he's like, yep. So he ranges it at 57. So I, I assumed I was probably like four yards ahead of him. So I dialed to 53 and then I, kind of got on my knees and I released an arrow and it flung right over its back. And I was like, man, I felt really good about that shot. And I look back to him and he's like, Oh, I didn't see that front deer. So he ranged one behind because he was lower in elevation and right. he didn't see the deer. And I was like, oh, man. So I ate tag soup that year. It is what it is.
2: And Mike learned his lesson of how important it is to have your range finder. Yes.
1: So all of you bow hunters out there, have a range finder. It's an invaluable tool. <laughs>
2: It really
0: is, you know, an archery gun, you know, gun stuff, you can get away with it a little more, right? But anytime you have a bow, everything's super susceptible to incorrect ranges. Uh, In your instance, those deer were what, 10, 15 yards apart, maybe?
1: Yeah, probably Uh, about there.
0: Yeah, very easy to miscalculate that uh, Mm -hmm. if you don't have one. So good piece of equipment to own.
1: Yes, absolutely. So, uh, Tucker, tell us a little bit about yourself, how you got uh, hooked up with Vortex.
0: Right on. So uh, I've I've just been a competitive person most of my life. I uh, was in the shooting scene, just competitive shooting target, USPSA, PRS three gun uh, for quite some time. I ended up meeting Ruben over at Vortex Optics and they ended up sponsoring me, you know, a couple of years into it and just kind of built that relationship uh, with with him and others there. And eventually, I think six or seven years down the road, I, I finally had an opportunity to, to move to Wisconsin and, and kind of take the job. So uh, I'm relatively new to hunting. Uh, when I moved up here, I knew it would almost be like a, a requirement, uh, <laughs> not out of necessity, just out of, you know, outdoor enjoyment. And uh, it's, it's been a really fun road. So I've had a lot of cool opportunities to go on some really good hunts and, uh, and meet some people and uh, usually get to go on a few each year. So it's, it's been a good ride.
1: Yeah, you can't be too mad about that.
2: Right? right. So you've been enjoying hunting then? Now that you're you're there and right in the middle of it.
0: It is super sweet. So we're we're in the heart of whitetail country here in Wisconsin. So we have you know a vast amount of uh, of whitetails roaming. There's a lot of public land and a lot of farmers that that want to get rid of some of the whitetails. So it's a really good place to live, and it and it's been a it's been a fun ride for me for sure.
1: Awesome. Very nice, very nice. So, um, hey, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about the Vortex lineup. Uh, in particular, like what do you got that's new for us this year?
0: Okay, so one of the new things that's coming out is a new smaller spotting scope. So we've had the eleven to thirty three Razor for a long time. Uh, it's a great lightweight backpack style hunting optic. Uh, it has just recently been updated thirteen to thirty nine. So. The optical system has been greatly improved on. The weight is fantastic. We actually just did a, a dealer show or like a parking lot sale last weekend in Montana. And there was a lot of people very interested in that because it's it's hard to carry a 65 or 85 millimeter spotting scope on your back as you're hiking up and up and down through the mountains. So this kind of solves that problem as well as gives you a very high piece of equipment. So that's very cool. We're really excited about that. Uh, there are a few other things. We just released the new CCW red dot for any of you pistol owners out there. Uh, there will be more to come on that line here in the near future. So excited about that as well.
1: Very nice. Yeah, we actually, uh, I met you for the first time at our Shields Archery University in in South Dakota. And we featured that spotting scope and shot some video on it was really excited about it and then realized dang i can't even release any of this footage until <laughs> until 8 31 so it's like oh, just kind of sitting there in the hopper ready to go but yeah i i was very impressed with that spotting scope it was like just a great crystal clear unit that can really reach out in a super small package and i am kind of mad at myself that i'm not going to have it with on the <laughs> on this upcoming mule deer hunt because it would be just absolutely perfect for that
0: well i'm sure i could probably send you one if you shoot me an email <laughs> just let yeah. me know when you're going and if you need one you can always reach out but yeah for everyone else uh keep a out. it it'll probably be out by the time this airs but it really is a great unit uh there's a few other things coming honestly within the next year or two i'm lucky enough to be on our dealer training team part of dealer sales so we get to test a lot of these new objects and items whatever it may be uh, for a while leading up to the release so the next year or two, keep a lookout there's going to be a lot of really cool items for both the hunter you know concealed carry or just target shooter there's a lot of really cool things coming
1: that's awesome to hear so i i don't want to get you in trouble on this podcast so i won't ask about (laughs) any of that new stuff but just for the viewers and listeners out there, just know that there's some cool stuff coming down the pipeline.
0: Appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like yeah. to stay out of trouble as well. Yeah.
1: <laughs> For sure. <laughs> okay. Um. You know, let's move on to binoculars. I want to give you just like kind of go. I mean, obviously, you guys have a ton of offerings, all kinds we of do. different price pa- price points all the way from like your your budget-friendly people to you know your best of the best so do you just want to just kind of run through the lineup real quick on binoculars for us
0: yep and like i said we try to cover you know the the, that the hunter's kid right the kid and his very first set of binoculars all the way up to the to the high-end western hunter i mean we do have a wide variety of, of binoculars inside of that so how our line usually works is the crossfire is going to be that entry level you know good better best kind of tier right so these are these are the good this is just getting into a few hundred dollars uh inside of that crossfire lineup there is a lot of different options and offerings based on you know objective size and magnification power Uh, up from the crossfire you will get into the diamondback level so still you know fairly entry level a few hundred dollars i think the highest is probably about 400 bucks Um, And then we kind of get into that middle tier, which is like the Viper line. That's probably, you know, our most common amongst the avid hunter. Uh, It's a really good price, a really good value. And the the glass on those is exceptional. It it really is a good binocular and especially for the money. Um, On top of Viper, we'll get into that Razor line. So the Razor line is definitely a, a higher end binocular Um, And each one of these will have a wide variety, so 8 power, 10 power, 12 power, 15 or 18. Typically, our line falls into those magnifications, and there's a lot of different objective sizes inside of that. Uh, And then our our top level will be our Razor View HD. So those are relatively new to the Vortex lineup. Those are the very high end. Obviously, it comes with a little higher price, but we like to compare those. Uh, to some of the best binoculars in the market, right? And what sets that apart is is called an Abbey Coning prism. It's a little larger prism. So there's going to be a little more weight attached to those binoculars, but a lot of people that hunt in glass for you know miles at a time, that's really where that thing is going to come into play. So a little bigger, a little heavier, but the the picture and the quality is is unmatched. So that's that's the quick version of uh, our binocular lineup.
1: That that was perfect. That was exactly what I was looking for. And I, I do have to add some of my personal experience with with some of these lineups. Like you're like the crossfire. You know, you you look at it on the you know on the shelf, and it's like, oh, it's only a couple hundred bucks. Nice. You know, we'll give it a shot. You you pull them up, and then you look through them, and it's like, how are these like only one two hundred dollar binoculars? You know, like they yeah. look like a good pair. You put them to your eyes, like. Bang for your buck, those ones are solid. And, um, yeah.
0: I was going to say, just to touch on that, it doesn't matter if you spend $150 or $2,000 on the binoculars. For the listeners that don't know, everything that we offer as a company, whether it's a sock or a $3,000 scope, is always covered under our warranty. I'm sure you guys are familiar. Um, but basically, if anything happens for the life of the optic, whether you buy it used from a buddy or new uh, from a retailer, we're always going to cover that uh we really believe in trying to treat the customer right after the sale right that's one of the things that's kind of set us apart in my opinion uh so no matter what if you have problems whether it's a hundred bucks or two thousand bucks we're going to take care of you uh, as long as you have the optic
1: Mm -hmm. and that's why we really feel you guys are a valuable partner i mean a lot of the same goals and ideals and yeah that lifetime warranty is great you can uh you can bet your bottom dollar that I'm going to be looking at the ground when I go out there in the in the Badlands looking for that range finder. and uh, you might be seeing a warranty claim from me. Just give you a little heads up.
0: <laughs> That's perfect. Yeah, that is but perfect. Um, we will uh, we will make sure you're taken care of whatever, right. whatever it is you
1: need. Appreciate that, and yeah, my main my main binoculars are the are the Viper 10 by 42s, and I I absolutely love them. They're everything that I could ask for in a in like a Western setup, I find myself, you know, reaching for the, I mean, obviously I got them on my, on my chest, on a harness. And, um, I spend a vast majority of my time looking through those. It's like, I find that I can reach out and I can see everything that I really need to. And, uh, and the eye relief is great on it. And, you know, if I find a good buck and, you know, he's a little farther away and I want to get a real good look at him and, and see if I want to chase that animal, then, then I'll pull out the spotting scope, but yeah, big fan of uh, those Viper ten by forty twos.
2: So, at what point yeah. would? Go ahead. Sorry. At, no, at what point would Mike go up to the Razor series? Then it, different terrain.
0: It's really just uh, uh, basically a budget versus kind of the return you get. Right? Is the Razor going to do the same job that he's using, but maybe a little bit better? Yes, but that doesn't mean you can't do it with that Viper. Like I said, that Viper really punches above its weight class as far as price. It really is a good, good value to the customer. Um, But the Razor will, you know, it cuts through Mirage a little better, a little better low light performance. So anytime you come up in glass quality, that's what you're gaining. Uh, From the Viper to the UHD, there's definitely a gain each step of the way. But as, as compared to, like, the Crossfire to the Viper, that's a bigger jump than, say, the Viper to the UHD. And as you get better at anything, you know, the the advancements become a little smaller, right? Sure. Um, but each time you move up, you're going to gain some of that. That's just kind of the way it is. But you can do the job easily with the Viper quality product.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So how about we move on to the spotting scopes next? So we, did, we touched a little bit about that uh, – what is it? 13 by 39? Did I? Yeah. Oh, got it. Perfect. So touched on that one. Um, what, what else do you guys offer on the spotting scope line?
0: So in the spotting scope, the spotters are going to follow the same lineup, uh, minus the crossfires. You don't currently offer a crossfire spotting scope. So it's going to start in that diamondback level. Uh, it's going to kind of follow the same price points roughly as the binoculars. So I think three to Five hundred bucks, maybe four hundred bucks is roughly where the diamondbacks live. Uh, the vipers obviously are gonna go up from that up into that eight nine hundred price point on the higher end. Um, and then the razor will be the high end. There is no you know currently no UHD spotter scope, but the the razor spotting scopes are kind of a staple in the you know western and long range hunting community. They've been around for a while, and they're really known for that that elite level glass quality out of the spotting scope.
1: Okay. And then, so talk to us a little bit about like your straight line spotting scopes versus like your angled ones. And are there certain situations where you'd prefer one or the other?
0: There really is. And I guess when you're going to purchase one, you really want to decide, you know, how you're going to be hunting, where you're going to be hunting. Um, I personally will almost always choose an angled spotting scope because when you're sitting on a mountainside or wherever, it's really easy to sit with your back to the uphill side and just kind of face down as you would in a comfortable seating position rather than canting your neck up. Um, But if you're say hunting off of a car window using one of the car window spotter mounts, it's the straight is really where that comes into play. So some people drive either on private land or on public roads that you're allowed to drive on and uh, you can hang your spotter on your window. Uh, That's really where that straight comes into play. But, it's fifty fifty, you know, myself, like I would almost never use a straight spotter, but there's just as many on the other side saying the opposite. So it really comes down to personal preference. The good news is and all the spotters, for the most part, they come in the straight and the angled. Um so yeah, it's really user user preference at that point.
1: Okay. Good to hear. And then um let's move on to the range finders. What do you got for us okay. there?
0: Okay, so you you mentioned uh, a new item. We just recently dropped the Razor 4000 with Geo Ballistic. So what that is, if it has a chance for you to enter all of your own data for your specific rifle or rifles, and what that does is when you range the target, it will then give you your ballistic and wind solution inside uh, the display. So it comes with a few stock profiles. I think three come loaded, so like 223, 65 Creedmoor, 308, something like that. Uh, And that's usually good enough to get you out to a few hundred yards. If you want to stretch out further than, say, 400 yards, you're going to have to start tweaking those numbers to match your exact platform. Uh, They do, the rangefinders do follow that same lineup. We try to keep it consistent if we can. Uh, They have a Crossfire, 1,400, a Diamondback, 2,000 the Viper 3000, and the Razor 4K, and then, of course, the 4K with GB. So, you know, if you're buying Diamondbacks in one lineup, then you can kind of stick with that, keep it consistent. The price points are going to be relatively similar as far as increase.
1: Okay. And then, uh, so what do the numbers represent?
0: The numbers is the range you can can effectively range on a reflective target. So if you're going to range an animal or some other non-reflective target, A good rule of thumb is to cut that number in half. So, raise your 4K on something reflective, being a steel target, a house, a silo, whatever. uh, That would be about 2,000 non-reflective, which which is usually plenty far for somebody to range a target. (laughs) There's an issue.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, and then um, you also have a range finding binocular too, right?
0: We do, so that's kind of in its own little category. Uh, there is two versions of that. So the Fury 5000 would be the binocular with just the rangefinder, uh, And both of these are gonna be in that Viper quality glass. And then there's the Razor, or, or I'm sorry, the Fury 5000 with applied ballistics. So that one actually uses applied ballistics, uh, ballistic engine, uh, that's basically the software that figures out your ballistic solution. Uh, a little more advanced of a product, that and the Razor GB, uh, but both are, are great and effective at giving you accurate solutions for your rifle.
2: I feel like that's the way to go. If then you wouldn't lose. Yeah,
1: they would have been strapped to me and be like, Mike, if you would have just used those Fury's, uh, right. you'd <laughs> that's a great point. be doing okay right now. But, um, you know, as like, as like a bow hunter, I... I feel like that's almost a little too much for me and then i just thought out of being used to uh used to just you know having the binoculars doing the rangefinder because like i don't know maybe just a little less movement or something i can feel a little more compact when i'm bringing that rangefinder up but um you know for the people that do both bow and rifle just the multi-purpose stuff having it all in just one convenient package is is incredibly nice
0: Yeah. And you're right. Like 10 X, uh, with a rangefinder is typically a bit much for archery guys, right? I majority majority archery hunt as well. So typically I'm just, I have a handheld. I usually do have a a pair of 1042s or something in my chest back in case I want to look a little further away, but usually it's the handheld when it comes to getting range.
1: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So, uh, how about let's dive into the, uh, the rifle scopes now.
0: So the rifle scopes is, is vast. We do have, I don't even know how many SKUs uh, anymore as far as, you know, magnification, objective size, you know, ring diameter. There is a lot of options and a lot of features to choose from, but again, they're going to follow that same product lineup inside of that lineup. There's a few additions, which would be the venom rifle scopes and the strike Eagle. So both of those are kind of in the middle, right in between like diamondback and Vipers kind of where they their level Kind of lands they're more of a tactical scope so we have hunting specific scopes and then we also have tactical uh people ask all the time what's tactical so we try to say think of technical right that's almost a better word because it just has more features so for someone that wants to shoot long range on targets you know prs nrl hunter or a plinker or elr whatever you're shooting Uh, You're going to have a little more travel inside of the scope tube. You're going to have nice big knobs so you can grab and dial often, typically an illuminated reticle, just more options for that style of shooting. Uh, The other side of that would be hunting style scopes, right? They're meant to be very, very light. Um, They all come in in various magnification ranges, so they're really built to fit your needs, whatever that is as a customer. And again, it's going to be crossfire down and back venom strike eagle uh then you get viper razor and then inside of that razor lineup there's usually gen 2 gen 3 depending on which scope you're looking at
1: Mm -hmm. very nice
2: is there a good like starting point for someone that is getting into it it really is so inside of that like
0: we mentioned there's a lot of different price points uh you'll kind of have to know as a hunter or mention to your salesman um kind of what what you're planning on doing with the scope you may want a know a a low power variable scope which means typically it means it has a true one power so just like you're looking with your eyeballs up to a four power zoom or a six or ten and even an eight now that's a fairly new scope too so a lot of times that's going to cover what most people need for hunting you know obviously if you're going out to montana colorado wyoming that type of thing typically you're going to want something with a little more power but to answer your question as a new person, a lot of it's still going to depend on budget, right? Some new people have great jobs, and they just want the best. Um, other people, they just want a few hundred-dollar scope to where they can go out and enjoy hunting with their friends. So work with your salesperson on that, preferably at Shields, right?
1: Absolutely. <laughs> nice little plug there, buddy.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, you touched on partnership with us at Shields, and you know we've really – taking a liking to you guys, and I'm sure vice versa. We work well together. Like you said, a lot of our core values really align, uh, taking care of the customer, getting them the right product. And one thing that Shields does that you don't always see sometimes, but you guys really invest in your employees and you spend a lot of time and money training them properly. I know because you know, our team trained Shields, I can't tell you how many times a year. and uh, They always really seem to know their products in, in their specialty department. So kudos to you guys for that for sure yeah
1: appreciate that and then just like kind of to touch on that warranty like and the partnership we have i think it's super cool that you know like if if somebody you know buys a vortex optic from shields and they go out on a hunting trip and then all of a sudden you know they're originally from wisconsin and then they're out in colorado and something happens you can literally like go to one of our Colorado stores and we'll just replace it on the spot.
0: Yep. I believe we do that. I think solely for you guys are the only authorized uh, folks to do that. I'm sure other people do, but yeah, that is a very cool thing because you guys are all over the place. We're only in one spot. So it makes it easy that you guys can swap it out so they can continue their hunt. It's
2: Mm -hmm. like you guys have your VIP warranty and we have our like shields guarantee. I was doing a little research on vortex and then, It says about you instead of about us. I thought that was really cool. I was like, oh, they're, they're very much like Shields. So, um, can really appreciate that partnership for sure.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Same same here. Same for us.
2: Yeah. So I got,
1: I got a hunting related question for you. So, (laughs) you know, say, say you're on one of these hunts being a vortex guy, like how many different optics do you bring with you on a hunt? Do you got like 17 pairs of binoculars and eight spotting scopes or, or how does that
0: work? I definitely feel a bit privileged, uh, when it comes to anything you need an optic for, whether it's, you know, a competitive event or a hunt, like you mentioned, uh, usually I'm calling the people I'm going hunting with like, okay, what do you have? What do you need? And, uh, I will bring extra. Uh, but typically myself, uh, I'll always have usually a pair of a 1042s on my chest. Uh, up until now, I've always just carried the 18 power UHDs for spotting because it's a little lighter than a gigantic spotter. Um, everybody's a little different. It just depends on what you like. But now that we have that little spotter, I'll probably take that. Uh, and usually one one extra or maybe two, uh, either for a friend or for the truck in case something happens.
1: Mm-hmm. Makes sense. I mean, when when I first ran into you at Archery University, And you pulled up in that truck and opened up your tailgate, and it was literally like nothing. You couldn't even fit anything else in the back there, just straight optics. I was like, this is one of the coolest things I've seen in a very long time.
0: (laughs) Yeah, there was a, you know, we do a lot, like I said, a lot of trainings with you guys. And that was one in which you guys had a week-long training for your employees. And uh, there were a few prizes for the performers or random giveaways, whatever it was. I think we had, I don't even know what we had. There there was a lot there, and I, I've talked to a few of you guys uh, since then that had actually got a few of those, and they're always, you know, super appreciative. So it's it's always cool to, to help the guys that help us.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So you got any uh, upcoming hunts you're really excited about?
0: I do. So I'm actually going to Alabama to shoot USPSA Nationals, not this weekend, but next. Um, and then directly from there, I'm going to fly back, pick up my hunting stuff and then go to Colorado, uh, for elk. You know, it's, we've got a few points. we have been trying to draw the units we want to draw, but it seems like getting tags is is almost getting harder and harder. Uh, so we're just, we didn't get the tag we wanted. Uh, we're going to just go over the, over the counter archery elk, uh, in Colorado. So super pumped for that.
1: Yeah, that's a, it's a fun hunt. I've done that twice now. And it's uh, it's definitely demanding. It's it's difficult. There's a lot of yeah. pressure unless you unless you really know where to go. But man, so fun.
0: Yeah, luckily I have a buddy. My buddy Jared uh, lives out there, and he, for me, it's lucky because he gets to do all the recon and all the work, and I just come and say, "All right, where are we going?" <laughs> <So> <laughs> it's, it's basically how it works. So I guess he gets the short end of the stick. But uh, it you said demanding it. It's one of the hardest things you'll ever do as a a human or a hunter or whatever. Uh, Last year we went, I mean, it was a hundred something miles and steep terrain, high elevation, you know, 10 days. Uh, And I would imagine it's going to be a little harder this time because we're going somewhere else. um, Super steep, can't breathe. It's tough.
2: I was just in Breckenridge, Colorado. So as a human, not as a hunter and yeah, super hard to breathe, you know, you, you feel like you're in shape and you're stopping to breathe. So I can't imagine carrying all the gear. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's a little packing out too. and
1: Exactly. Yeah. It's a little Bad bit different sure. from that Wisconsin or Fargo, North
0: Dakota air <laughs> out there. Yeah. We do have some hills where we're at in uh, Southwestern Wisconsin. It's the old driftless area. So I guess glaciers kind of molded and shaped this area however many years ago, but we have air to breathe here. That's the difference. I think we're only around 13, 1400 feet. And typically, elk hunting you're between eight and twelve thousand. So I mean, it's substantial difference. And uh, those first two days, I usually try to tell my buddy uh, to take it easy on me because he's like a mountain goat. He'll just fly to the top, and I'm like, oh, oh, slow down. <laughs> yeah, usually, after a day or two, you get kind of used to it, and uh, you know, you do a little better. But
2: and then you mentioned you're going to Alabama. Is that for competitive shooting then? It's-
0: yeah, so that's Action Pistol Shooting. Okay. So USPSA is the United States Practical Shooting Association. It's it's the biggest action shooting uh, organization that I know of. I think it's the biggest one there is. Uh, and this will be the national championship. So they do it once a year. So we'll see how it goes. I'm getting older, but I can still beat up some <laughs> of those young kids, you know?
1: <laughs> there you go. Did you Did you need to, like, qualify for that event, or is it something anyone can do?
0: So a lot – there is a lot of – slots that are earned right um i I earned mine i don't know the last seven or ten years or so but after all of those slots are filled they will open it up to the public typically it's like another 40 or 50 guys out of 500 or so can sign up and open call basically uh just to try to fill the match so
1: okay and so what do you do to like train for
0: something like that it's another, another place I'm pretty fortunate. So here at Vortex, we do have an indoor range facility. We have 15, 25, 50, and 100. Uh, and we do run some local USPSA matches here in the wintertime. So we have, like, all the walls, the targets, the pasters, all the things. So, you know, if it's a slow day or a lunchtime or after work, I can just kind of sneak into the range and set up some some practice targets or a stage and just kind of get after it.
1: Nice. That's a great way to do it. It reminds For, me yeah, of that like,
2: one show. Was it called like Shooter? Or what was it?
1: I'm not quite sure which one shooting you're
2: referring shirts. to. A remember. movie or a show? No, it was a show. Yeah, there, that is a good movie, though. So
0: Shooting USA uh, covers a lot of the competitive shooting scenes on the Outdoor Channel. Uh, so that's the big one that covers a lot of these types of events. And they'll be there uh, covering this one as well.
1: Okay, very nice. And, and you mentioned Shooter, the movie. that. That's a really, really good it's, movie. It's like, a good one. <laughs> yeah, that, if you if you're listening to this and you haven't watched Shooter, like
2: it's a good movie. I put I'm it really put laughing. it on
1: your yeah. Netflix queue or whatever whatever That's platform it. carries that. It's it's definitely a must watch. For sure. <laughs> All right, Tucker. Well, you know, thank you so much for uh, for your time and uh, you know, kind of running through the whole. whole gamut of what uh vortex has to offer so there's really a little something for everybody in there
0: yeah kind of i really appreciate you having me on uh first of all second the the thing we try to do at vortex is aside from you know the, the great customer service and the warranty is is really offer you a similar product to our competitors at a lower price um some people see you know one brand of scope and then look at our scope well how come yours is cheaper is this one better it's like we really want to provide a high end uh optic depending on your price point you know at an affordable price so that's kind of one of the things we like to try to do um again i really appreciate you guys having me on it's been a blast uh, obviously if you need anything in the future you know where to find me
1: all right we'll do and uh we'll uh we'll make sure to link all of our our vortex lineup in the you know in the description of this podcast along with that uh video we referenced going through going through the me new and tucker one. talking about some of these so you can you know you can get a first-hand look at them too so
0: perfect yeah if you guys have questions for us you can always find us uh, call us 1-800-4-Vortex or reach out to shields we'll take care of you perfect
2: awesome. thank you so much tucker
0: thanks guys